Hello and welcome back to the Beauty of Truth podcast. I am your host and makeup artist Robin Byrne and just in case you're new to this podcast we aim to uncover the beautiful and ugly truths of people's careers, industries and lives and along the way this podcast has evolved to discussing more difficult yet really important topics. I truly believe in the power of conversation, speaking up, speaking out, storytelling and sharing experiences. Today I speak to Nicola Sheridan who sadly lost her brother Keith to suicide in 2020. A topic which is a difficult one to have but in my opinion an important one as mental health, suicidal ideation and depression are so prevalent in our society today. Nicola speaks so bravely to me on the Beauty of Truth podcast about grieving for her brother and how her family life has changed forever. When Nicola and myself decided to do this podcast we both asked ourselves how can we do more than just talk about this? So this podcast is brought to you in association with ShareJoy. ShareJoy is a digital charity initiative which aims to share the joy of fashion to support young mental health organisations in Ireland and the UK. It launched in January 2021 with 20 Irish women opening up their wardrobes and donating items that they love, which were then sold on the shopping app Depop. As of March 2021, they have raised a massive 16,000 euro for Pieta House and in the coming months will be supporting other mental health charities. You can find ShareJoy on Instagram at ShareJoy underscore IE and you can shop their incredible Depop shop over at depop.com slash ShareJoy. If you would like to check out their wellbeing resources or make a direct donation, you can go to ShareJoy.ie. And the Beauty of Truth podcast has a way that you can also get involved with ShareJoy. The amazing Faces by Grace has donated an incredible prize. So keep your eyes peeled on the Beauty of Truth podcast Instagram page over the coming days for more information. Oh, and before we get into it, this podcast is recorded and produced at Primal Productions Studios. And you can find them on Instagram at Primal Pro. Welcome to the Beauty of Truth. Nicola, thank you so much for joining me on the Beauty of Truth podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's so nice to actually see you. Finally. It's been so long. So long. So, so long. It's in Portugal. Yeah, we bumped Oh, yeah, we bumped into yeah. each other in Portugal. I spotted Scott first. Gas. I know, yeah. And I spotted John because my sister's friend, because I'm going to make a show over now, was like, he's a beaut across <laughs> the road. <laughs> Well, I think Scott was the tallest, then I went down. Then I seen Avery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the absolute chunks, le- chunky legs hanging out of the buggy. So That's so funny. We mm-hmm. saw each other in Portugal. I actually forgot all about that. We're going home that day. News. We'd only arrived, yeah, I think. And news- yeah, yeah. Because I literally remember my Darcy's friend was with us and she was like, he's a beaut across the road. And we all kind of looked. And, ah. Scott, and Scott was like, yeah, he is. He's, he's in good nick, isn't he? Ah, and then Scott. I was like, hang on a second. That's Nicola Sheridan and John. How yes. funny. So funny. So funny. Oh, I remember travelling. Uh, oh, stop. Hopefully could have had soon. a really good holiday if you arrived at the same I day. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll organise that. Yeah, on the slide Definitely. behind uh, John and Scott's back. We'll be like, we didn't know they were going to be here. Um, but Nicola, you're obviously here today to do the episode to discuss um, Keith passing away by suicide and grief as a sibling and all of those things, but how have you been? Um, I've been okay. Way more good days than bad days. Okay. Um, I suppose it comes unexpectedly. It could be, you know, I don't know, sometimes it could be the car, I suppose. When songs come on, it's like a total cry spot. And like, just it just depends. Like his birthday there was the 9th of March. It's the lead up. I find I prep myself for big days. So it's more the lead up as opposed to the day. Could be the night before, could be the day after. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing okay. And it is really good to see you because I think anyone who's had to grieve during COVID, it's been, you know, it's been lonely because we don't can't do the, the things that we yeah. would normally do. Um, so I'm actually really, really honoured that I get to actually see Aww. you. Um, because sometimes, you know, a text and someone says, I'm okay, I'm fine. Well, I, I can't actually, see your face. Yeah, so I, I, okay. even a voice, no. <laughs> um, you're like, you could put that on. <laughs> um, so to tell people a little bit um, about Keith, first, I think, 
you know, I think the thing with doing this episode is when we spoke, I think it's really important when someone does pass away that you keep their spirit and them as a person alive in other ways and to talk about to still talk about them because I think and and you might you might agree with me um sometimes people are afraid to talk about the person yeah and are afraid to bring it up but actually I think it's it's an honor to that person that you continue to you know to speak about them and to tell their story so tell us a little bit about what Kate was like as a person oh see do you know what this was actually the scariest part because Kate was just deadly Oh, he was. And you want to get him across as how good he was. Yeah, you want to do it I, justice. I want, like, yeah. this, is, this is what I was nervous about. I want people to know how good Keith was. He was so funny. Oh, he was so caring. Like, he would come into us to grab a cup of tea and he would kiss, like, everybody in the house. Like, it actually became a point where I was like, Keith, seriously, I don't need a kiss today. Like, yeah, yeah. every time he, he looked after me and obviously my family... Um, like, oh, he was just—he he was deadly. There was no bad bone in Keith's body. He would do anything for you. Like every morning, we would get a text going to Little. Does anybody want anything? We never did. We just—I would always write tampons just to annoy yeah. him because, like, <laughs> I, he's your brother. It's my brother. And, yeah, like, yeah. And like, we missed. Like, we don't get them messages anymore. And it was just like we'd be waiting. Or if I if I go, I'm like, anybody want that in the shop? And it was just like, no. He just couldn't do enough. And isn't it for those little small things? Like it's so small. We yeah. have a, we have a we ha- like we still have a family uh, group, and it's just not the same. His 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 like humor, his slagging was like on point. Like no one could beat him. Um, but he had a heart of gold. Like he really did. He would do. He'd go to the end of the earth just to do anything for you. He really would. Yeah, and the I suppose to talk about mental health issues and you know when we also discussed you on this episode the importance of sharing so that this might help someone who's listening or it might give comfort to someone who's in the same position as you are grieving a loved one who has died by suicide and I think what was Keith's life like in terms of his mental health because I think when someone and, and we'll talk about it you know a little bit down the line you were surprised by his by his death Oh, like massively shocked. Um, so like back in 2014, Keith did go through a bit of depression. I was obviously like in my, I was only probably 20. So really I didn't see it as like a mental health thing. I just thought like he broke up with Fiona, his wife. So I just thought, <clears throat> saw it as a bad yeah, breakup. Sad as, it, yeah, yeah, like, as you anyone know, would be. Yeah, I was living my life, you know, I just, I, you know, he, like, yeah, I remember going to him saying like are you alright like we love you like what's wrong with you is everything alright but it's only now and recent times obviously that mental health is obviously a bigger thing but I still would never smack Keith with a mental health I just never seen it yeah he you know he used to say his head was wrecked but he did yoga gym he never drank he gave up smoking he was so healthy he had a great job Um, like he had his whole life ahead of him he was like you know, that's hard because he'd more than me. He'd more than me. He had a beautiful wife. He had a deadly wedding, a lovely little house. They were saving, my apartment, they are saving for a house. Like, he just had everything. And that's hard, you know. So I never, oh, I don't know, I never, if you if you put a line up, you know, and Keith was in the lineup, I'd never pick him. I just wouldn't, wouldn't pick him as someone who, like, really suffered. Yeah, and... You talk about like him having everything, and I think that's the thing with depression. Like, and we and again, we talked about this before. Obviously, everyone will be listening. We we had the chats beforehand. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other as well. Um, but depression can be silent, and that's the thing with I think it being so prominent in young people now because he is a young person. Yeah. Keith was, and I think people are suffering more in silence because of social media and because of the way we we interact and and then there's the other side but we're talking about it more yeah so when when something like this this does happen you're saying they had everything they had everything you know and sometimes you just don't know what's going on and was there any was there I suppose the other thing you know and I'm sure it's the question that people want to ask but are afraid to ask but we're doing the podcast so we can ask, ask um 
was there any signs like did anyone see on the lead up to Keith's death the days leading up to it the months so I do remember my dad saying that Keith wasn't very well but you know we would my dad and Keith would go um, to Holt every Sunday and they'd grab a coffee and I don't really know what to talk about but it must have been you know their little therapy, their little session, therapy yeah. to see was he okay um, no I this is the bit so Keith died on a Monday and I don't I can't remember like the last time I saw him like as in I know that I was going out for brunch with John and I was getting ready and he came in and we played like music and he used to always say like oh my phone speaker's better than yours whatever so yeah. we'd come in we'd have a coffee so that was a Sunday so I don't remember the last so I can't figure out the time but I do remember him coming in and he just wasn't in good form but like that everyone's allowed a bad day so I'd have never said like oh Jesus this is better yeah just, keep an eye or just was like not in good form he collected something in the house and he left but like now maybe was that like that's this is the problem as I said do you become naive do you just become a little bit oblivious because it's your brother and your brother can't be sick or your brother is okay because he's your brother so do you become like like yeah oblivious I suppose would be the word so um so that was I think my dad said it was from Friday and then they went they were actually in the middle of IUI um, okay. They were trying for a baby and they went through IUI. And the first time um, it failed. But I, remember, I still have messages been like, are you okay? Like, we're thinking of you. And he was like, I'm okay, but I love you. And then that was that was like the 10th. So, um, yeah, that was the 10th. And then he, was, he died on the 20th of July. So I do remember as well. Sorry, these are just going to be coming oh, in. yeah, of course. So I could yeah, go miles and then I might come back. That's but, fine. But um, he was working on um, someone's house on my road. He's very sick. He's actually in hospital at the moment. But they were turning his room kind of into a wet room because he was coming home. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Keith worked there for free. And even like that, when I look back now, like when Keith wasn't well, like he was working like in someone else's house for that person who wasn't well coming home. So he was working for free. Like didn't want money. Like he just wanted to help. Yeah, and he this is like three doors. I used to come out, put the bins out, and we'd give each other a little wave, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were there, like, oh, Chase, hey, how are you? Yeah, um, but so no, there was no major signs for me. He was with my other brother on Sunday night, he said he was fine, nothing was said, and he was dead Monday morning. So I don't know. I feel like personally for me, it's like just a little missing piece of the puzzle, you know. Now he was off work, and he had a very small accident. So he was off work the week before and then he went back. So I think he was quite anxious going back to work, like, you know, yourself. Yeah, going yeah. back to your back to work um, interview. Oh, yeah, return to work form. Oh, I hate that. Oh, Even when ones. you've been off. How do you have a doctor's note? They're still on your case. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. I, th- there is actually a real anxiety going back to work for any reason. Yeah. Like whether you're off, like sick or if you're like, gen- like I mean, even when you've been off for a funeral, <laughs> you have to go back and do those forms. Yeah. Like they're it's yeah, very that's nerve-wracking. very nerve wracking. Yeah, so, we so that was a normal sense of anxiety or uneasy yeah. had. So of course you wouldn't think, you know, anything different because you would feel that way. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then he went to work. He kissed Fiona goodbye, and I texted him Monday morning. I was doing like a photo clear out, oh, and <laughs> I came from, mad ones. Oh, yeah, mad yeah. ones. So Keith loved like nature and animals and he just ate the most random things. He was really into fishing as well, wasn't he? Really into fishing. Yeah. He used to bring John up to Houghton and get these um, things called roll mops, right? Oh, John's probably cringing now. So basically it was like, it was like a raw fish rolled. I don't think, I don't even, it was like something inside it, like on a stick, like on a, not a stick, like a toothpick. But it was that size. John used to pretend he liked them just because Keith loved roll mops. Oh, stop. Fair so, play to you, John. Yeah. Because <laughs> I couldn't pretend that. No. Um, I couldn't I couldn't pretend. So, um, yeah. So, I came home from, this is a while back, I came home from work and I was like, what's my, what are they doing? I was like, they were like, sorry to any vegans and vegetarians here, but they bought, keep bought a lamb, okay? Like, not just like a lamb shank, like a lamb. Oh, right. Now, it was like gutted and skinned. Okay. But they were, my dad and Keith were uh, YouTubing. Like how, how to, to cut it up into like 
for dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. So they were cutting the leg and the shoulder and they were like, they had, they had it was no, like two butcher stop. boys. And uh, anyway, I found like the two lambs hanging in my dad's shed. And I was like, so I sent them to him and like, haha, look what I found. So that was at like 10 past eight in the morning and never got reply back. But sure, look, he's in work, you know, yourself. Uh, checked to see that he was, whatever, that he didn't even open it, but it was five to nine. He was last online. So never opened my, never opened my message, never replied back to me. And then, yeah, and then we went looking, for, but then we couldn't find him. So we went looking. And that was on the Monday. Like he, obviously yeah. there was no reply. Obviously no. maybe Fiona, I'm assuming Fiona just what didn't he didn't get in touch with her. He didn't get in touch with anybody now. And what time of the day then? Like where he's did you just have to search for long? So we ha- I had Kingsley and his cousin Sophie and my mum went on a Monday and it was a lovely sunny Monday and like that we were in bed or whatever and then I got up and got on with our days normal and my dad took uh, Kingsley and Sophia out to the playground. And Fiona put into the group, has anyone heard from Keith? And I was like, that's a bit strange. No, no, everyone, no, no. I said, that's weird. So um, John went back to work after this was locked down. So he was on shift work. So John has never worked on Monday. This is John's first ever working Monday in 15 years. So he was in work. And I was like, I'm like, have you heard from Keith? And he was like, so he's so busy. He was like, I was getting like, you know, now. We were so busy. Yeah, yeah, real short response. Real short. Yeah. Like, You're like, I'm going to kill him when oh, I see him I'm later. Like, so I was like, That's so weird. So it was, my mum drove down to the apartment, which is only five minutes from us. No sign of him there. Um, so she was like, That's weird. So then we were starting to panic, but still at the same time, we weren't panicking. No, I never for one minute still was like, Oh, I just was like, Where could he be? Sort of thing. Yeah, your head didn't go to that place. So it didn't go. So then what happened was I was texting John. It's like, No, John, something isn't right. Like, you know, it's three o'clock now, nobody's here from or whatever time it was. My sister, God love her, with our six kids, was in Tato Park. And I was like, we can't find him. Like, she, we don't we never hear from him. So she was like, Jesus Christ, like, I'm in Tato Park. And, she, and I could hear her, she's like rounding all the kids up. Come on, you. Yeah. And they're having a ball. Getting the skill bus ready for the yeah. six of them. <laughs> Found them in the boo. So um, what happened then was, I said, I'm going to start ringing hospitals. So my mum started to get panicky, but I didn't panic. I was like, no. Uh, it's fine and my brother was in work and I was like gonna have to come home he's like why I was like no honestly like we haven't heard from Keith and he's like it'd be grand it'd be grand like he's probably just you know doing a job or something so I started ringing hospitals and like I remember feeling embarrassed like hiya there uh, I can't find my brother do you know like is he there and they were like and they were lovely they were like we really hope you find them. So I was... Because it's actually probably... You were embarrassed. Was, it's maybe, probably really common. Really common. And I yeah. thought maybe he's in an accident. Or maybe... I don't know. I don't even know what I thought. But I remember going into my next door neighbour. And like we're really close through the whole lockdown. And I, she's like, come on in love. And I just... I remember burst. Like I just... It's like it came out. It's like I kept it from my mum. And I was like, we can't find him. She was like, relax your eyes. I was like, no, I honestly we don't know where he is. So... Came back into the house. And... I... My mum still sort of ringing. And we're trying to ring. So my brother worked in city council, um, city council as a carpenter. So it, you can't just ring a shop and be like, is Robin there? I'll grab her for you now. Yeah, he could he's be out. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, couldn't find them. So I rang. She was like, yeah, no problem. I'll get him to ring you. But like, this was like half an hour. And I was like, I can't. And then at the same time, my dad was, my dad came home and we were like, something's wrong. But my dad was like, I don't want to be making a big deal. And he just rocks up for work the next day. And because we don't want to be like, we can't find them. Ah. And then, you just strolled in the door and they're like, your man are here, like, do you know? Yeah, yeah, you still I have understand. Respect, yeah, like, you have to work. respect that he he actually could be flat out working because it's happened to all of us where you, like, I've had times where you look at your phone, you've 15 missed calls oh, and you're so like, what is wrong with all of you? I'm working. Exactly. Like, yeah, so I, I, I totally, totally, that's a really, and I think that's the importance of these conversations of normalising those things because I think sometimes people think and maybe you felt this way like we should have panicked more or we pe- I'm not yeah. saying you specifically but yeah. when people are in those situations they feel they should have dealt with it differently but actually you've dealt with it the way you, you yeah. rationally and yeah. how actually majority of people like your dad thinking really really rationally dad, he's in work yeah. I'm not making a show of him with his boss ha- and oh. then he'll then he'll come back and he'll go mad yeah totally a normal thought yeah totally normal um, so 
yes, yeah, so that was that. Then my brother came home and we, we had two kids in the house. And then John was like, I think John left like three haircuts. He just left. He just packed. He was like, I'm coming home. And then I just remember my brother coming home and I remember sitting and saying to him, like, he wouldn't do anything because I said, like, they were going for the second round of IUI. So um, they were gone the next day, day weren't they? Yeah. The Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Two eggs frozen. Yeah, so you would, I mean, that thought alone. I was like, he wouldn't do that, Fiona. Like, Fiona, he loved Fiona. Jesus, like, still, like, queen. Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, absolutely, like, idolised her. And I was like, he wouldn't do that. There's no way that he would do that to her. It's just no way. So, I think my mum and dad then got a phone call to come around to the apartment. And I still just didn't think like and then I remember my dad ringing me and just been like he's gone I was like what do you mean he's gone he's like he's gone sorry yeah take a minute take your time and then um, I had to ring John and then the kids were like what's wrong what's wrong and I was like nothing but Sophia like she's a girl so she's way more in the like clever I suppose than boys <laughs> a bit naive yeah and she was like so he was like, "Ma'am, Sophie said something about Uncle Keith," and I was like, "Oh God, you know." So I know you're you're like trying to process this, and kids <laughs> yeah. are being kids, and like they're like kept popping their head out, you know, because we were in the kitchen, and I was I just you know, and they were just like popping their head out to see, and then I told them, and my mum and dad came home, and yeah, it was just like from there, it was just like oh, I don't even know, like nothing's ever been the same. Yeah, yeah, that I think it is suicide is there's so many questions left if someone dies of of a different type of illness mm. th- there's there's somewhat of answers or you've yeah. or you've time you know there's there there's so many differences i think with suicide it's so um what's immediate oh it's so immediate you have to start you you don't. It, yeah. There's no. There's no time because some people start to grieve while a person is still living. Yeah. You know because of the, the you know whatever illness they might have. But when it's so immediate, you are shoved into this whole new life. Your oh life will never be the same. Never. never. And to talk about you know before we we started recording again, we were talking about the kids, and is isn't it? grounding though when children don't yeah. see it the way you do they you know I, I'd imagine having Kingsley has helped though oh I don't have time to lie in bed because Jesus he'd be like ma'am 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 so like it really is and even for my mum and dad to have Kingsley oh yeah like, that's what I mean for anyone who is surrounded by just, children like, he might say things are funny or you know he might say things like about Keith that you know and it's, and it's lovely to hear, you know. Um, yeah, because kids don't have the social awkwardness. Is, oh, that's not a word. No, but you know what they I mean? Don't, they don't that, know. That no we, filter. No, they've no filter. And, yeah. and sometimes they break the ice a little bit. They really you know, he, um, he, uh, Kingsley might start talking about Keith in a moment where you're all sitting around quietly having a cup of tea and every everyone's yeah. afraid to say the first word. It's kind of... It's, and it's 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 not the same, but because their illness is like with cancer, it's. I remember when my mom was first diagnosed. Jesus, it was like saying Voldemort. Like now, who's the first person who's going to say the c word? Oh yeah, Do you know, yeah. like because like it's like oh, oh god, yeah. oh oh oh, she went there, like you know, and with with kids, is, and he starts talking about Keith. It, you know, it breaks the ice for allowing the adults to then yeah. not be afraid. To discuss it. Yeah, and sometimes you know? to laugh. And to laugh. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they have It's hard that. to laugh in times of of that. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, he would like, you know, he could be putting on his shoelaces and just like wave up like, hi, Keith, up, up at the sky or, um, but he was very much like, what happened? So that's very hard okay. because like he was there and then, like, as you said, he's gone. Like, how do you, how do you say to a child, like, what happened? So I was just like, he fell so he that's I oh that's what he said but then he kept adding he's like did he fall like down a hill oh like, yeah then yeah. why Cause kids so I just are... kept saying yeah like so anything he said he's like like did he fall into concrete I was like yeah 
and then he's never asked. Where if I'm like, well, no, because then... You start complicating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I told Gingsy about people in Spain don't drink the water from the tap and he still has to, he still talks about it because I, because I, you know, I'm saying to him, no, but that's not why. If I just agree with him, he won't ask me again. So, <laughs> yeah. he's like, why, does, why do people in Spain have sinks? I'm like, well, they have to wash the delf. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All kids, honestly. And like, yesterday he was mentioning it. So, if I just agree, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, he's just going to go, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. That's yeah, mama said that that's what it is. Yeah. And, and this is going to sound like a really obvious question, but it's more so, I think, for you to talk about it. But how has your life changed? Oh, God. Oh, um, you're just sad. Like, yeah, I remember just saying to John, like, I'm just tired of feeling sad. You just feel empty. Um, everything you do, everything you eat, everything you see, anywhere you go, you're just like, God, like... You know, he'd love it here. Or I remember we went to Seafield for my birthday in October and, like, I got octopus and he'd love that. And I remember just being like, he'd love that. He'd love it here. Oh, God. He, and you just, you don't stop thinking about him. It's yeah. exhausting. Like, not last night, the night before, I lay up. I just couldn't. Like, I went from, like, start to finish of the whole thing. And I was just like, I can't sleep. I just, you know, you just, oh, and like that, Christmas is... Anything is just not the same. We're just like an uneven number now. It's just... I know you spoke about sitting down at Christmas to play... Articulate. Articulate and you were down... In, down a member, like down, down a person. Yeah. That's pulling the neighbour in. Because we were like, we need, we can't... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We need someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's things like that. Um, You know, it's like, what to say, chipping in. Like, you know, Keith was really thoughtful, like... Sometimes, like, too thoughtful. Like, you could say, like, oh, I love gin. So he'd send you to, like, go away for four nights to make your own gin. Yeah. Like, in this man. You're like, I can't compete with that. You're just like, I just wanted a bottle of gin. I, you know. Yeah. Like, I was, like, we used to wear these big Zara scarves. And one year, like, oh, you'd get them for I the I remember. Chris, ah, like, blankets. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you'd get them for the Chris Kindle. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, what are we going to get? And he got me this scarf. It was, like, shoelace. But it was so... But he thought it was like it was like Celtic colours when I think about it. And it had like two bobble things at the end. And like a body board. But it would have just it wouldn't have been just like a nice it would have came from like God only knows what was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He you went know, out and made he, it himself. He probably like he was always, yeah, and that's the thing, he was always making things and planting things and pickling things and like making his own like I remember John came home, I was like, What is that? He's like, Oh, Keith made his own beef jerky. I was like, looks lovely. But he would have like it just would have to be like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, such a like such a unique person. Such a unique yeah, like he had a passion person. for food and people. Like he, like he just loved helping people. I just go crack and you know it is a huge, massive, massive loss. You yeah, know, to a family. Nicola. And in terms of your your mental health and your well being, is there anything that because you talked about like he's actually he obviously had things in place that helped him. Yeah. It, through his depression, like meditating and um, yeah. he, did yoga. he did yoga and he started in the gym and yeah. he did those little things. And um, is there anything that you're finding comfort in now? Um, or are you not there yet? No, I don't think I'm there yet. Like the way I kind of see it is, oh, I suppose, like, like we filter things, you know, you can feel a certain way. I can feel a certain way and it filters out. Like, so I can remember Keith saying to me, like, oh, I can't deal with stress. And I was like, but no one can. Yeah, but I can't. And I was like, yeah, but like, don't worry about it. Like, no one can. You're like, you're not alone. No one. But it's as if like Keith's filter just didn't filter. So his stress never filtered out. It just stayed it there. It stayed, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'll get there. Like, Of course. You know, yeah, I yeah. will. Um, I will get there. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a hard it's a hard, like, way to go on when you've, you know, when you've lost such a massive, massive loss in the family. Like, he would have been the go-to in certain ways, you know. Yeah, and do you feel, because we obviously, you know, we talked about this as well, being a sibling and grieving for a sibling is different. You know, it's actually, I was doing research, and it's the most, siblings are the most neglected type of grievers because there's 
always a husband or a wife or a mom or a dad or children. And those things just naturally in society, those are the people who your mind goes to first. Like when you posted about Keith passing away, I knew that he was married just from your Instagram and knowing you. And I instantly, uh, of course, I thought about you because I know you, but I instantly went, oh, my God, his his poor wife. Yeah, I know. You know, and then that. I think is and it's it's natural and it's normal and I'm not I'm not saying that in terms of like that's another thing so that's all I do need to change because no. we have a fucking lot of things to change <laughs> um, we can't keep adding to the but list it is. but it is it and is. I and I think that's why it was so important what's it been like what do you feel are the differences between being the grieving sibling like you know if 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 someone is listening now because you had said when someone contacted you to say that their was it their son had yeah. had died by suicide yeah. and you got comfort from that yeah. because it was that idea of you're not you're, you're not, not alone. And I and you know what, Nicola, I really get that because it's it's not that you wish that upon anyone. Never. Of course not. And let's just put that as a disclaimer because I know when I hear of someone's mom like this my mom recently has been has had a stint in hospital. She she has things had taken a turn for her and she was in hospital and she was saying my mom has unknown um unknown primary cancer okay so it's a really really rare thing like 0.0 percentage of people have unknown primary and on her stint in hospital this time both women beside her on the ward had unknown primary oh, nice. and she like- was telling me and i was like uh, not that I wish that upon anyone because no. it makes cancer is difficult anyway. That complicates it a whole other level. But I was like, oh, fuck, we're not the only people oh dealing with it. And oh. not that you wish it upon anyone, but there, there's comfort in numbers. There really is. In, in, in that sense. Um, I remember working in uh, my old job and a girl I worked with um, passed away from suicide. And I remember being at her funeral and I worked with her sister. And... Uh, I just remember thinking like, and they were so close, Jesus, they were really close. And I couldn't get it out of my mind. I remember thinking to myself like, how do people go on? Like, how do people like, you know, oh, like I couldn't get it out of my mind. Um, and then like, it's on your doorstep and you think, Jesus Christ, like, I never thought it would happen. Doesn't, that stuff doesn't happen to us. Like we've never really dealt with any trauma. Like this would be obviously the biggest trauma we've ever dealt with. Um, but I remember when she contacted me, I was like, oh my God. Because don't like people and still people always message me and they're always thinking of me. And it honestly means so much, whether it's just like, hi, I'm thinking of you or, you know, whatever it might be. Like it really, you do find so much comfort. Like these are strangers. Like, you know, I don't have, yeah. I have a thousand Instagram followers. I don't have a thousand friends. No. Believe it or not, <laughs> actually. Like I know I'm really popular and all that. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. No, Three and a half no. thousand people are my best mates. Yeah. <laughs> like, ridiculous, isn't ridiculous. it? But um, people do, they, oh they rally, like, they, I and oh. I, look, if anyone listens to this podcast pre this episode, everyone knows I'm always giving out about social media. And I'm like, and this is wrong with it, <laughs> yeah. this is wrong with it. But the, actually, oh the one God. thing, like, is that when you do need a community around you for things yeah. like that, people, people reach out that way. Um, yeah. And especially in a time where no one can knock on your door. Oh my God, yeah. Do you know, like when there's a time where you literally physically can't go and see if someone's okay because yeah. you p- could put them at risk due to COVID and that's a whole other story. Yeah. But it, it it does serve people well in that sense that people can reach out to you. But sorry for interrupting. So you had said that woman had reached out to you. Oh, yes. Yeah, so she reached out. So like, and then, you know, they can say like, I know how you feel because how I feel and how my mum and dad feel, and how Fiona feels, and how his friends feel, it's just completely different. It's a completely different loss. Like, my dad has lost his son, my mum's lost her son, Fiona's lost her future, like her husband, like, and I've lost my big brother. So it's a different loss. Um, so when people reach out to you, although, as you said, you wouldn't miss it on anyone, and, you know, it does give you some sort of comfort. It's a weird feeling to go, Jesus Christ, I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, I'm actually not. Um. So 
you know, we always like I didn't watch the Caroline Fleck thing. No, I didn't um, watch it either. But I but I will watch it and like I will listen because I need like you get comfort in hearing about other people or knowing or you know, you might go, Oh my god, yeah, like do you feel how I feel or that's how I felt or you know, so you, it's, Yeah, because when you're in your own head you start to think like, Am I actually mad though? Yeah, like like or am I overreacting or I and you start like you start questioning your own feelings and and it they're like I understand why you would watch the Caroline Flack. Yeah. And then for other reasons, I can't watch it. If that oh makes God. sense. But, and yeah. do you know, and then at different points in your life, it's like um, when I had um, Carly Mahadi on for yes. an episode and she talked about um, Jade McCann's yes. uh, documentary. And I was saying, I can't watch it. But she watched it for the same reason. She needed to know what a person, what, how she felt because yeah. she was going through the same thing. Yeah. But I can't watch it because my mom's gone through it and I, I, yeah. I'm... That's understandable. D- d- oh. So I, I get why why those things... And again, it's the it's beauty of conversation and podcasting um, because someone will listen to this and get comfort to know that they were maybe a sibling or, or, or just somebody else and they've... Yeah. And they've They've been affected by suicide and it's just so it's it's such a nice thing that you would share, you know, your yeah. your trauma um, yeah. with people. And the thing with you, you mentioned something there about, you know, everyone's grief being different. And I, I was researching about grief and, you know, there's there's this this thing of five stages of grief that people think that they go through. And actually, really interesting fact is that. Um, the woman who wrote that and it went on to be used in psychology and all, it was actually taken up wrong. So she wrote the five stages of grief for someone who's been giving an illness, a terminal illness. And it's the five stages they go through actually before they die. Uh-huh. But it was misunderstood through society and people think it's after someone has died. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting because... Grief isn't linear. It's no. not a straight road, oh and there God, aren't no. five stages no. to it. Um, and I suppose, where do you feel? Where do you feel you're at with grieving? Like, I know that's a very strange question, but I'd be interested to know. You know, are you after suicide? What does that look like? Um. Oh God, every day is so different. Like, I can wake up so angry. Um, I can wake up like, you know, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, or I can wake up and go like, especially to my mum before talking, like, no love, no amount of love could have saved Keith. And like, you know, he obviously felt like a burden. And like, I do think like, this is the only time he ever done anything for himself. So you can go and go like, you know, I kind of, yeah, no, I understand. Like, I, I do understand how he must have felt. And we like, I don't suffer personally, like really. So I can't say how like he really felt, but I can only imagine how it must feel to like, you know, be in that mind frame. Like to drive, like he went to work, he went to work and then he drove like from like Finglas, I think it was, to like Deer Park, like it's a long drive. And still nothing, like he would have drove past his own house, like it's an apartment, you would have drove past probably air house because you have to go to Baldoyle to get to their park. Um, so nothing, like unfortunately nothing could have changed his mind. So you have to say to yourself, well, like, I don't know, it's just, you have to, you just have to accept on the day you wake up. How you feel. How you feel. Like, I was, you know, can get quite, just quite like, like yeah angry and then like I understand then I miss him then I just want to know why because we don't we'll never know why you know and that's so hard because that can eat you up because you're just you're looking then you're looking for something and then you're like maybe it was that maybe it was that and it's probably not that but because you don't have a why you're looking for it you know yeah yeah and how are your your parents oh broken yeah I know that seems like a sh- like a stupid question. But it, listen, but in terms uh, of sharing, you know, do you know what? And like people always said this to me. Oh, what a stupid question! And it's actually not because it gives me go. Do you know what? I'm not doing great today. So yeah. you might have to go oh, shit. But you're after asking me, and I'm going to tell you like I'm actually not doing good. And then you you, you might go okay. Well, you know, 
what you want to talk about. So it is a genuine question. People go, oh, it's very stupid to say that. But it's not. Because yeah. some days I am good. And sometimes I say, I'm actually grand. I'm doing good today. So it's so, it's such a genuine question to ask someone, you know. Yeah, and I think this is the, the part of death in general. It gets to that point where, and especially Irish people, where we don't know because because we're we're brought up to be really respectful, um, and then to a point where we're probably too respectful and we don't ask the right questions or we say the wrong things, and then when you add suicide into that, there's an off there's awful stigmas. Then yeah, I don't I I we I, I've had suicide in my life not not um like with a in a media family member okay. but it ha- we've yeah. we've dealt with it in in my family with with friends and um my sister's best friend um died by suicide when she was 12 oh so my, my sister actually should have done this episode cuz she, she'd understand to a degree more than me but i think we're all afraid of what do we say because you don't want their you don't want in insult the stigma that's already oh there. Yeah, yeah. Have you dealt with it, with any of that? Have you had people? No, actually, I, I no, I haven't had anyone. I I did go back to work. Um, I think it was about three weeks after. I needed. I I just wanted. I, I wanted to feel normal, like because I was just sick of feeling. Yeah, and especially with lockdowns and everything. But like, at the same time, like being a makeup artist, clients can be quite, and they don't know. They don't know, but they might be like, you know, to do anything like the lockdown today. And then, oh, yeah. Or they might ask. And I was always nervous if someone was to ask me. And then like, I'm going to like just storm off like snotty tears. And I'm like, what's wrong with her? So I was really nervous about that. But um, yeah, like I think masks helped massively. Yeah. Keep the mask on. You're oh. like the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the mask on. I know. You don't want lipstick today. Keep it on. So I could kind of like, they wouldn't really talk as much. But I haven't had, no, I haven't had anyone, um, everyone has been amazing. Yeah. You know, like people still knock up, as I said, like, like neighbours. Um, like, yeah, people we still get cards off people. So it's like people are amazing. Yeah, I, I think and I like to think that our, our generation specifically, you know, aren't afraid to, to, to check in and yeah. see how you are. And, and you mentioned something about... Um, um, being a burden yeah. and I think that's the people who die by suicide I think that's the when you when you read about it and you read that that seems to be the general consensus yeah. that people feel at some point they're a burden and if anyone is listening and they do feel that way like nobody is a burden nobody is a burden nobody oh is my a burden God. like this and is the thing that's and that that's what beats us up like why didn't he just come to us and just say like I'm not doing well but I'm like he obviously felt he, I think he probably felt like oh god again like I'm not well again it, I can't yeah. go to them again you know and he was on medication and he did come off it and I remember my dad sort of saying to me like he should have stayed on that medication he should, and I said but he didn't want it and then it really hit home my dad went like he was sick Nicola like you can be on high blood pressure tablets for the rest of your life and no one, no one bat an eyelid like you just but if you're on medication for any mental problems, it's a problem. Oh, can't, couldn't get a job because you're on them. But if you're on, like you're sick, you are sick. It's an, it, you could be yeah. on like whether it's tin and blood tablets, whether it's for anything, and you could be on them for the rest of your life. But if it's them, there is a stigma. There is, oh, it's them ones. Oh God, like don't talk about them. They're a problem. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that that is a stigma oh, alone around around mental health that we're talking about it more now, which is amazing. Yeah, and and people are more accepting of it. But if I'm honest, I I don't know that I personally would even be going running to tell people that I'm feeling a certain way or because of little things like you've mentioned, like his job. Like if if people knew. Oh, Jesus, because automatically, like, I think people are afraid. And, and there are some people that will think that way, that, Jesus, I have to be careful what I say around them. And yep. they feel like they're this burden and and medication, you know, and it works for some people and then it doesn't for others. Yep. There's all of that that we could go into. And then the health system and all, yep. you know, that's a whole other episode. But I think I, 
I that was another reason why I wanted to to have this conversation as well is because we need if we're going to talk about it then it needs to be okay for people totally to be on those things yeah. and 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 be in society the way we all are yeah. you know and I I, I think it, it you know it probably is the type of thing that people get to a point where they're like I can't I can't burden my family with this again yeah you know it must like you know we obviously as I said like I remember being in the f- funeral car and we were going and I remember my mum saying um I don't feel well and I was like are you gonna get sick and she was like no I really don't feel well and I was like that's anxiety and I said that's what he felt every single day but maybe a hundred times worse and she was like I never ever thought of it like that you know I said that's what he that how you feel he felt every day so she was like Jesus Christ I never would have put that feeling to that um so you know we said do you remember going now? Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's okay. You kind of go off on. I go and I come back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. And to tell people a little bit, because I thought that this was just the most beautiful way to remember someone and to celebrate their life was your tree planting um, ceremony and the ashes in the ring. Yes. Yeah, tell us a little um, bit about well, that. Well, Fiona um, planned to have his ashes, so we got key cremated. Um, it was actually, I've never been to, like, anyone being cremated before. Yeah, so. I was at one, yeah. Um, so we got his ashes in a biodegradable urn in St. Anne's. So St. Anne's would have been really, like me, Keith, and Kingsley especially, like when Kingsley was in crash and Keith finished work at half, to wherever it was we'd go to St. Anne's like all the time and he'd always bring like monkey nuts and he'd always try and convince me like badgers live there he was just always like it's just always little slizzards up that tree or he'd bring like yeah, the kids yeah a mess or like yeah or he'd like bring the kids and he'd be like to John's little girl and he'd be like oh there's dolphins like in Hote and like there probably is but I mean like rare sighting <laughs> but you're bringing us up mountains just to try to find dolphins and lizards and he's like the David Attenborough he really was like he, I always say that like he, like He'd be picking wild garlic and we'd be walking around eating it probably full of COVID but we'd be like, oh yeah. Like <laughs> full of COVID. But he was so like that. Um, just, you know, I was lifting up rocks and all that. Oh, well, that ear white makes and all. Um, but yes, so that was absolutely amazing because I found it hard like when we got cremated and everything like that and we didn't really have like a thing. It was, like, we didn't have a grave. I didn't want a grave. We just didn't really have anything and even for the kids, like for Kingsley, it was just like, we don't have anywhere to kind of go or we don't really have like anything to bring them to. Yeah, like, to, to we stand going to go. Like, we were never going to bring them to Deer Park like because that's just not really a, a nice place. But, um, so, yeah, it was amazing. Like, and it's this gorgeous tree so he'll grow into the tree and like St. Anne's is so near us. Like, we go all the time. It's just a local park for us. Um, so now we have that. We have that to be able to bring the kids, grab a coffee. We always go. I was actually only in St. Anne's yesterday popped over, have a cup of coffee, have a little chat, like look at the trees growing, like it's amazing. And we'll always have that and we'll always be able to be up there and hopefully like when COVID goes away. Um summertime, like my mum wants to get she's on to Catalan trying to get those chairs that pop up. Yeah. And we'll yeah. have a little picnic and we'll be able to you know, so we'll be able to do that. Um so that's that is amazing to have. And we're so lucky to have that. Because we meet there at like Christmas or his birthday or whatever it might be. And then we got his ring, we got his ashes into um made into rings. So I just have him with me all the time. It's so beautiful. It's so yeah. I love it so much. Like I do. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I haven't cried yet, but when I seen you post a picture of the ring, I was like, oh my god. Like Robin, is, you I'm crying? so sorry. I didn't I come just, here to cry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, was like, I literally was just saying to myself, I was like, I'm doing so well. Uh, but then you're after showing me the ring. <laughs> um, such a beautiful idea. Whose idea was that? Fiona's. She doesn't stop. She's literally like, she should have an events company or something. She doesn't stop. Yeah, and her poetry is oh, incredible. Yeah. She's, yeah, like amazing. And that's how she, like her, how she puts her, how she talks about it, um, is her truer poems it's just like amazing. She actually, um, there was a poem she wrote for Keith. I don't know, it's, it's I'll bring it up now, but that was her first ever poem she wrote like years ago for Keith, um, and she said that at his uh, funeral too. But she was originally the one, so she got it in America, 
So she sent the ashes off to America and she got her stone. And then obviously we were like, we, we all want one. We all want one. We all want a bit of them. So yeah, we all it's have one. So me and sister and Fiona. I know, it's so nice. Such a beautiful, yeah, it's, I'm looking it's at cool. now, guys. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's such a nice way. Do you feel like he's with you every day? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I hope he is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I do. I mean, it's, uh, I suppose you have to look at it like that. Yeah. You know? Um, you really do. And in, and now going forward and kind of, you know, how do you feel you're going to try and, like, you've got Kingsley. Mm-hmm. What are you going to put in place for yourself to try and help yourself? You know, like, you'll never, ever move on. I think pe- that's really strange. I mm. just want to point it out. I think that's re- when people are like, you know, you'll never, ever, ever move on and you'll, you'll never get you'll probably you'll never get over this no but you, def- you get on with it you get on with it you have to get on with it and to- like people say oh time heals time heals and it does it still hurts like you know and like it's just sad I still think about like I don't like if I stop for a minute like I'm thinking about or like I don't even know I could be doing anything Um, but like I don't know because I still feel like in this COVID bubble it's going to be hard because you're opening into the world and I haven't really been in the world yet like I haven't been to normal so that's like, like I went back to work. Like I was only back to work for two weeks, and then he passed away, and then I was off. You're off, yeah. So then, like yeah. I remember going back, but I wasn't back for long when the lockdown again. I can fucking remember. Um, so I haven't really had like a real chance of real world. So I'm still in a little bubble. Yeah. At yeah. home, like I still like I have John. Like God, love John. Um how many tears he's wiped away at this stage, but I have him, and like you know, he's always there so he'll always be there and I have my family and I'm glad like we're at home at the moment and I'm glad I'm there for my mum and dad because like I'm the only one there so I'm you know I'm I'm always there to look after them and to make sure that they're okay yeah 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 of course so like they're not on their own yeah yeah like you have Darcy like she looks after your mum yeah exactly and you know and I'm around the corner of course but you're like I don't know how's mum or you know because as you said yeah yeah someone might text my mum or my dad like um like yesterday my dad's sitting out the back and like you just it's just so sad, you know, he's just sitting there. Um, and I was like, yeah, all right. He's like, yeah, yeah. No, and he was okay, but it just looks sad, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what we're all saying. I am, I am, just to say, so sorry it happened um, to you guys. Um, and it happened to Keith, you know, mm. that, that, that people, it's so sad that people feel that they get to a point and it's, it's the, the only course of action that they feel yeah. they can take. Um, and I do hope that you and your family, you know, find some sense of yeah. peace in, you know, in the yeah. in, in coming times. You can't put a time on it, can't no. I? You know, in the next few months. No, you can't. Um, I do think keep being such a big... I think as well, like, I like to think that he just had... This was his time, because, like, you don't get people like him. Like, I'm so quiet. I'm just like... I don't even do, a, like, a voice... Like, me talking on this, I don't even do, like, um, Instagram videos yeah like, yeah I yeah have the balls but he was such a big personality and I do think that maybe people like Keith and you know um only can like kind of they come to a certain point they're not supposed to be in this world forever because they're just they're so special you know um we had like Keith's funeral Saturday morning we all he was in the house and we all had McDonald's breakfast and like the stories we had and the laughs about him and I was thinking like geez see we here now eating a double one of these and um when he came home I remember, like, I was, every day was, like, a dread. Every day was something you dreaded. So it was, like, my dad had to identify him. I was like, oh, jeez. And then it was, you know, and then yeah, he was coming process, home. yeah. And every day was something. But I remember him coming home and, you know, obviously. And then I was just like, why are his lips so white? And I was like, I have a bit of makeup on them. So, like, I remember him, like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, just move out the way there. And I think it was, like, a bit of Charlotte Hilbert or something. And I was like, and, like, and we laughed a bit. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. And we laughed about it. And John was like, if he actually seen you now, put a bit of lipstick on him and fixing him up with a bit of mac and cedar or whatever it was, like, you know, he'd absolutely kill you. And we did have a good laugh. I mean, his hair was like quiffed and we just couldn't, we were like, he never wears a quiff. You know, look, oh, we were just, the laugh we had, but the stories to tell and they'll always live on and we'll always talk about them. Yeah, yeah, of course. And is there anything, I suppose, to, to kind of, the note that I... I, I, I was thinking that you might want to end on as kind of, you know, what it is that you maybe want to say to someone who's 
in the same position as you or you know I I, I suppose just your your feelings yeah. and your thoughts on what you've the trauma you've been through like you will be okay um time does heal it gets easier in certain ways. You're going to have really good days and you're going to have really shit days. You're going to cry all the time. I cry all the time. We can't watch movies that like have any meaning of like father and son. We're all crying. Um, we'll never be the same, but you will be okay. And like you'll never forget the person. They'll always live on. Um, and don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up, you know. And just, you know, take each day as it comes. Yeah, I think... The not being hard on yourself is really important because yeah. I think when people lose someone to suicide, there is that, you know, pang of that pain of you're, you're asking the question why constantly and you oh can't God, be it, hard on oh, yourself. You beats know? you up every day. Like yeah. why? Like, um, like we, I, I know like he loved us and we did love him, but I just would love to know like just why? Yeah, of you know. course, of course. It's very hard. Yeah, and I think that's a really, it's a re- really natural yeah. response to that, yeah. you know. Um, but you just have to like accept for what it is, and you know, he wasn't like, sick. You no, know, he was perfect, like in the coffin, and that's why I say Silent Killer. Like he was perfect. He wasn't like a mark, or he was just perfect. So you just have to accept it for what it is, and just don't beat yourself up. Like yeah. just you know, accept how you feel. You're, you're, you know, you'll always feel different in different days, and you'll still laugh. Like I don't feel people say, "Oh, I feel guilty laughing." I don't feel guilty laughing because I have to, I have to keep going. Like I yeah, have to keep would, going. He, he oh, want that. Yeah, you know, you just, you know, you've described him as like this messer and oh. this really like, yeah. you know, humorous person, and he would want all of those things, especially that you've, you have, you've Kingsley, and, oh, yeah. and and he would want the likes of you being a sister to be there for Fiona. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, um, yeah. so yeah, he, I think that that's that's very good advice to mm. anyone who's who's gone gone through something similar, but I do, I honestly, I, I words will never ever put describe Nicola, but I. I wish you and your family, you know, that you've not well, but that you find no, peace yeah, in, in in little things in life. Um, it's not something you'll ever get over, but it's definitely, you know, something that you'll you learn, get on with, you'll, yeah. you'll live with. Yeah, of course. Um, and we'll obviously put in the show notes that if anyone is affected by anything in this episode, that there's, you know, that there 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 are people you can talk to. I mean, yeah. I'm not even messing. Like, reach out to me yeah. <laughs> if you feel you can talk to. Honestly, I think sometimes do, do. There, those things, like we spoke about, actually just to mention before we recorded, you know, we were talking about when you're, you know, about therapy and yeah, those things. And during COVID, it's great that you can still do it over the phone. But sometimes, like. I'm I'm not that like that's been offered to me with everything going on in my life and you've said that you've tried it as yeah. well and it, it's just not like being here and having you sitting there is so much more personal oh and and I can see your face and I can see what you look like and I can you know where if you're just over the phone it's I don't know maybe it's not the same connection I don't know yeah and I think it works it does really work for some people and 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 at the moment unfortunately it's kind of all we have so yeah you know you sometimes you just take what you can get but I think that it's really important to like check in on on friends I say that all the time um and that if you need to reach out to a stranger like people have oh my God. with the podcast have reached out to me and we, we we've like these these instagram dms relationships we've never met never like you I know i still get them and i swear i'm like oh my god people are still thinking of me like people out there don't even know these people and they might just say like you know um i was down at the tree today i had a little chat with Keith, and i'm like i don't even know this person yeah you know like yeah. thanks so much for thinking of us and you know and sometimes that's even nicer, for, like for someone you don't even know that you don't even think of, and they're they're at home thinking of you. Yeah, it's a little more personal. Yeah, of course, of course. But, but I do. I wish you guys, um, you know, the very best, and that you find peace over the next coming months. And Nicola, your bravery today. I there's not a lot of people that could have done so that could have spoke, and you, you, you speak about Keith in a way that. It's it's not it's not sad, which is lovely yeah. because it means that he's he wants you the know best. yeah yeah it's absolutely like fair play to you and thank you so much 
for trusting me to tell this story. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and thank you to Nicola for so bravely sharing your story. I know that this will help so many people that have been listening to this episode. And remember then to keep an eye on the Instagram page at the Beauty of Truth podcast to be in with the chance to win the incredible prize donated by Faces by Grace. See you guys in the next episode. Music.